Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast about people, where we discuss any and everything under the sun having to do with being a human. If you like what you're hearing, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. If there's a topic you want to hear more about, feel free to reach out to us on social media or at the email linked in the description. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Much love. Uh, Today, we're diving right into focusing on community leaders and builders who are using their passions, talents, and skills to build a future in which we can all win. Uh, The guest that I have today, she's a wonderful human. I met her in a mastermind that I did last year with Trudy LeBron. If you do not know who Trudy is, you should check her out. Uh, And today we're going to focus on Jamila, though. So Jamila Ball owns a multilingual communications business for freedom fighters and mission-driven organizations around language justice. She's a Howard University graduate. Jamila is a linguist as well as an attorney. She's done a lot of work in regards to human rights, immigrant rights, and LGBTQ rights. Uh, and with that said, I just want to say hi to Jamila real quick. Hi, Jamila. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Vita. Thank you for having me. I won't be able to make my voice sound as cool as yours, but... <laughs> and i got the 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 radio yes. announcer the yeah, dj Vita, right i sometimes mess with people when they hop on zoom calls i'm like you are now tuned in to vita radio <laughs> uh, i've been having fun doing it with folks that are doing that little intro thing with folks that um come through for like consults and stuff it. and it they does, just think i'm ridiculous so i'm like this is who i am if you hire me we will be in this vibe so it's it. great all right, sweet. So thank you so much uh, for being open to talking with me on this podcast. This is for folks that are tuned in. This is a new podcast for me. I'm just launching it. This is the first episode you will be hearing. Um, and I really wanted to have a conversation with Jamila because one, I think she's a wonderful human. And two, I'm very, very, very excited for what she's building in this world. She's basically like high key, low key. No, high key. It's very high key. She's building like what did I call it? Like an enterprise when we were talking? You're, she's building a really big uh, coalition through her business of folks that are um, interpreters, translators. I, I always am concerned that I'm using the correct words. Yeah, so if there's other words did, that... You did, you did good. A lot of times I use, yes. I use linguists as a catch-all for just people who are using their language skills professionally. But yeah, yeah and primarily interpreters, um, translators, language coaches, language instructors, voiceover artists, transcriptionists, like people who are, there's so many different ways to use language that people don't even think about um, outside of just interpreting and translating, but just, you know, creating change in all the languages. Yeah. Um, I actually, Jamila actually really introduced me to that understanding that there are more ways uh than just uh interpreting and translating like she just shared um she actually invited me on to a workshop that she was hosting last year to talk about like the tech aspect of online events in regards to um interpreting and translating uh online events um i would love actually to hear if you wanted to share a little bit about um any projects that you've been up to in regards to like events that you've been doing in the online space and how y'all have been using um the big group of folks that you've been training on how to um you know have live events that are in multi 
that are multilingual yeah. if you wanted to to spotlight well, we've been work we've been working with a variety of different uh folks who are you know that we're right now doing a trilingual course uh, for a university course and they're dealing with cross-border solidarity and immigrant rights and the intersections between immigrant rights and LGBTQ rights, what happens in the lives of trans migrants, of black migrants and indigenous migrants and all of those different intersections of humanity. Um, and um, it's been really dope. Um, and through that, that course, we're actually launching our pilot for a simultaneous interpreter training clinic which is just like gonna be hands-on practice, doing the work for people who are really fluent, already multilingual, already bilingual, but they haven't had that professional training for interpreting and giving them some hands-on practice um, to, to you know, up-level their skills, to be able to use them to make some money, which is definitely needed in this time period, pandemic, yeah. and all the things that are going on and also to do so in a way that's in alignment with their values and you know work for justice so i'm excited about that and you know we also have the translate the movement campaign which is an ongoing campaign yeah. that we're, we're doing and that's around raising money to support black-led organizations with low cost and free interpreting and translation support i love that I definitely want to dig more deeply into that. And I actually, there was something you just said that I would love to spotlight for a sec is the, the distinction between like, um, I don't know if it's the distinction, but like the awareness that, you know, folks that speak multiple languages and folks that even are, um, have languages that are like their mother, their mother tongue, you know, like that they grew up, you know, learning mm -hmm. that there still is that. Uh, necessity for folks to also integrate into the understanding and training around how to actually interpret you know and be like a successful interpreter oh, yeah. um, and how how vital that is and I know that that's like what you really are bringing to the forefront with your business and you know the the workshop that we did together that you invited me on to like you know like the interpreter that you had on there I forget her name what was her name do you remember which one you had? I forget her name Rosie, she's so freaking sweet and amazing. <laughs> Shout out. Um, but this like this awareness, like it brings to mind uh like I, I know I've shared with you, like, you know, my mom, she's Mexican and she's native, she's indigenous, like, and she speaks Spanish and at her job, like they have her do interpreting, mm -hmm. but it's still not you know like the full throttle interpreting because she hasn't had that training because there is like that you know like those nuanced things that um you know you grow up learning a language that you you don't learn different parts of the language unless you have exposure to those sorts of things you know like yeah. so my mom specifically is like the medical field gotcha and things like that so uh i just want to spotlight too that like the work you're doing really also kind of brings upward uh i don't know what other word to use but it, it it really um allows access for folks to get those jobs and those different things because you understand like both sides of the, the the coin so to speak is what i understand yeah. you know like you understand like the things that they need to know and how they need to know them so they could show up in these different events spaces or different you know uh community gatherings and like be really successful at what they're yeah. doing 
Um, so I just want to spotlight that for folks. And um, in terms of community, I'm actually curious if uh, we could dive into a couple questions real yes, quick that I yes, have. All right, perfect. So, you know, this spot, this podcast is focused definitely on community leaders and builders, and that's specifically because I was raised by them and I love them. Um, and, uh, you know, like I'll get into that when I do a podcast about my own story, so I'm not going to go on tangent right now. But um, I'm really curious, like what draws you to community? Like why community? Well, the irony of that is that Jami Linguist, the name of my business, Jami can be translated as community in Swahili. That is literally the name of my business, <laughs> right? Um, yep. And for me, I think I I think I I it took me a long time as adult to realize how much of the poverty mentality I have, and how much of a deficit focus you know I was ingrained in me to look at what I'm lacking or what I'm missing or you know, the ways in which I've been impressed and those kinds of things, as opposed to, you know, the abundance, the value, the the privileges, the, the ways in which that I'm powerful, right? And the thing that has made me be able to step most into my power is being in community with other really dope, abundant, powerful uh, folks who just happen not to be a part of the dominant culture, whatever that may be. Right. Um, and maybe, you know, we're not always, you know, the folks who you see, you know, um, on the Forbes list, or you're not the, you're not the person that you see in the news, um, broadcast or in the TV shows or in the movies, or when you see something about an interpreter and it's on television and they're in the UN and they have a headset on and they're in that box, do they look like the people who are in my community? Oftentimes they don't. Right. But I've been in communities where the people who, the communities that I've been a part of and the people who look like me and a lot of folks who don't look like me. Right. But they also don't look like the folks that we t traditionally see um, yeah. when you're thinking about language and interpreting and all of that. They are like the ones who are doing the damn thing. They're the ones who are mobilizing in Vietnamese and Korean and Spanish for Georgia elections and knocking doors to make sure people know that there's a runoff election that they need to get mm -hmm. out and show up and vote for. They're the ones who are doing the community organizing, the ones that are doing the ASL interpreting live, who are also familiar with the LGBTQ terminology and all of those different things at the protests and the rallies and the uprisings. Is these really, really dope, powerful communities of people who are using their God-given talents in many circumstances um, to bring people together. And for me, I'm kind of like, this is where my power is. My power is with the people. You know what I mean? This yeah. is where we're abundant. This is where they can't come for us, right? They can't take this kind of power away when we're truly unified and connected. And so I think community has been something that has helped me feel um, more abundant, more powerful, and less fearful that, you know, powers that be can take something away or can stop me from creating the change that I want to see in the world. Yeah, that's that's super powerful, like to know that um, that we're not alone, you know, I think as humans is really a powerful thing. And then all of the the layering to that that you just brought forth in what you shared, like 
it like 10 times it like 20 times it you know what i mean and like really um i think can offer the potential for you know like spaces in which we can really shift the the predominant you know what the predominant narratives are and the predominant like representations are and things such as this Mm -hmm. um so thank you so much for sharing that and i'm actually curious too like who are your favorite community builders or community leaders favorite community builders well you shouted out one truly shout out to trudy i love the way um she builds um containers um that are really values aligned and uh, give spaces for people to be able to um tackle hard questions in i don't want to say a safe space but in um in 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 a in a space that's safer and gentler right um where it's not always easy it doesn't always feel comfortable i think that's what it is it's not that it's it is a safe space but just because it's safe doesn't mean it's comfortable right and so the ability to feel safe and uncomfortable at the same time um is something that i really value community builders who can create those kinds of spaces where people can get uncomfortable because that's where you dismantle systems and you you start to confront your privilege right um but at the same time they can feel a certain level of security and safety that their humanity will be recognized (laughs) when they're tackling those tough issues so i you know definitely a shout out to trudy for that some of the org i have to i won't call them out because i didn't get permission but i am working with some really dope clients right now who are doing some really amazing work and i'm very honored that they've come to Jami Linguist for their interpreting and translation and work. I um, worked with a startup organization that's confronting issues of mental health, and they wanted to make sure that when they were having conversations of mental health, that they were inclusive of, you know, of different people who are differently abled and folks who, you know, are blind or deaf or folks who are immigrants from different countries and all of these different different um, intersections that also connect to mental health. So they wanted to have ASL interpreting. They wanted to make sure that they were Spanish. They wanted to, and so just seeing people who are doing this work, I also think Black Alliance for Just Immigration, Baji, is an organization that I'm always um, really um, paying close attention to the work that they're doing. Afro Resistance is another organization that I think is super, super dope. And if I will pop my collar a little bit, I really love our language and diaspora program. Like I, as a person who loves learning languages, I really have never seen a container like what the folks who, you know, we've been able to come together as a group in language and diaspora. Shout out to John in Cali, Colombia, who's my program assistant. John, he's so awesome. We love John. Everybody (laughs) loves John. (laughs) So, um, but that program, like just seeing the folks who are in there and are being able to connect and work on our Spanish skills and our language skills. And like right now we're doing uh, weekly language exchanges in French also. And just the space where we can talk about justice. We can talk about, literally we had a cancel culture. We had an intersectionality class, all of this with language learning, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm really proud of that as a community builder also. That's really powerful. Being able to be in community is very powerful in itself, mm-hmm. right? Like as we, uh, folks that are tuned in most undoubtedly probably know. 
um, being able to be in community where you can really have deep intersections in so many ways, express, sorry, ex <laughs> especially and explicitly, my brain wanted to say both of those words at the same time. And it I'm was just so like, explicitly. That. I'm so that. I will jumble words in like three different languages and say them backwards at the same time. <laughs> so brains, man. Yeah. But so like to express, I'm going to mess it up again. Whatever words I just said to also have the intersection be able to be, you know, reached in uh, different languages. Like again, that like 20 times it, like 50,000 times, like the potency and the power of being in community. Mm -hmm. So I just definitely want to shout out the work you're doing too. Um, and uh, just mirror back that like, yes, like exactly like that. That's super powerful. And the fact that y'all are having, you know, deep conversations, um, conversations that allow folks to really kind of pick apart the systems mm -hmm. that that are mm -hmm. there you know and like really like especially online too right mm -hmm. now from all the different places folks are tuning into like to be able to have those those conversations especially where we are right, right. now with all the things that have been happening you know for a long fucking time sorry this is my podcast i almost said like i don't know if i could cuss and then i was like wait this is my podcast <laughs> so like you know but like especially what what i think was brought about to the surface for a lot of folks last year like a lot of white folks really woke up to a lot of the things you know and to be able to have folks that can have the conversations about uh like all of the systems that are impacting all of us especially folks that are more marginalized and be able to really come together to like form different thought understandings about these these subject matters that would not have been there before like it's super super powerful so and, thank you so much for the work and you're to doing. your point about last year just to chime in a little bit i think that's one of the the shifts and that i'm seeing in language justice work and and then the role and space that i'm feeling um, moved to occupy because there is a lot of conversation about white folks confronting, you know, race and those kinds of things. But there are a whole yeah. lot of black, brown, indigenous people of color, right? That have a lot of yeah. shit that we need to discuss with each other also, right? And a lot of times, you know, language is going to be one of those vehicles where it will make it easier for us to have those conversations. If if you have to talk about something that's a little sensitive, at least you can do it in the language you feel a little more comfortable with, right? Yeah. If I have to um, deal with something that feels personal and intimate, it makes me feel vulnerable. It's kind of hard to be vulnerable and open when you also have to do it in a language that's not your native language, right? Yep. So having people being able to come together and have some tough conversations, but still be able to know that they can properly articulate what it is they want to say because they can pick what language they want to speak and other people yeah. will be able to um, understand them. That's kind of been more of my focus. You know, all the folks who aren't white, like how do we talk to each other? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's definitely, Yeah that's that's what it is and i think that that's just super powerful um especially like knowing that the ripple effect that that can have on like how they're interacting especially like i'm really keeping in mind you know the event that you had me on and like how many different like folks were from different like countries and things mm -hmm. like this you know like they were literally tuning in from like all over the world you know and like 
to be able to have those conversations and knowing that they're going all those folks are going and all the other folks that you're working with are going back to their specific communities Mm -hmm. and their specific countries and being able to be like hey no like i learned this thing about you know what they're they're experiencing over in this country Mm -hmm. you know and we're experiencing here too and this is what they're doing there and being able to really have those uh like i was saying like the thought thought processes thought shifts you know what i mean yeah. like super super deeply and how potent and like just powerful that is i think i've said that sentence like twice, <laughs> but like <laughs> those words a couple of times but it, that's really what it is so i'm just like always moved by the work you're doing and um definitely thank you so much for the work you're doing and i know that you know a lot of uh energy goes into it in a lot of different ways so i just want to shout you out real quick um and that also leads me to uh, what drew you to community building specifically? Um, again, I think my experience working in organize as an organizer, um, and yeah. because you get a lot of people. At the end of the day, I'm a very pragmatic person. I often refer to myself as a pragmatic idealist. I definitely believe wholeheartedly in reach for the stars. And, you know, and I believe in aiming for utopia and all of those things, but I believe in doing that with a strategic plan and knowing exactly how do you plan, like what happens, what happens when the star is hot? How are you going, if you're reaching for it, when you get close to it, you know, how are you going to insulate yourself from the fire? Like, what are we going to do pragmatically in order to get to our goals? And I, and that requires organization and structure. So it's one thing to be a part in a room with people, right? But just because you're in a room with people or in a, in a community with people or in a country with people, it doesn't mean that you're in a community, right? Community requires connection. It requires some purpose. It requires some alignment. Um, And for me, it just felt the community building aspect of the work that, that we do and organizing felt like that was the part of the missing link, particularly with language that that was part of. And even with, when we talk about language justice, I often say we're really doing language justice. Plus this is multilingual community building. This isn't just about language justice. It's about having people feel connected to one another, regardless of what language they speak. And so I, 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 you know, I don't have like anything eloquent to say other than it's just, it felt so in line with my purpose and I just felt it in my spirit that this is what I was supposed to be yeah. doing. So I do it. That's really <laughs> eloquent. I think like <laughs> being able to, you know, be in tune with what your spirit's telling you and to be able to trust it and to be able to allow yourself you know the space to pursue that and also the grace for when you know things happen because you know following our passions like ain't isn't the easiest thing in the world you know so light (laughs) yeah you know on top of like just basic being a human you know and then adding in like different identities and all the things and then you add in passions and all the things and it's just like 
the full plate you know what i mean like so and people are a lot of work uh, you know yes. people talk about community building and it's it's fun when you see the results and the outcomes mm-hmm. and you see the event or you see the you know the rally or you see the you know the conference or you see you know a law get passed or something shift in the culture um that makes it feel like oh you feel so excited to be a part of something but in the beginning stages or in the middle of it, in the muck of it, yep. sometimes it ain't fun. Yep. <laughs> right? Like it's a little stressful yep. <laughs> dealing with different personalities and opinions and all of those different things. And uh, sorting through how to weave them all together and like keep folks focused on like the, the outcomes that we all seek. Exactly. Definitely like, uh, I think too, like the values, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that honestly, that brings to mind like, what you were saying earlier about like uh what you really value in community leaders and also like what trudy does you know like i think that those what you just shared Mm -hmm. like that that's all present i think too in her community is like being and what i just reiterated too is like the focusing on the values you know focusing on on those kind of aspects um, which I think is really powerful, especially the fact that, you know, like there are people that are now in the conversation about around like focusing on those sorts of things within community. Um, and that leads me actually to my next question, which is uh, what do you want to see more of in community leaders and community builders? If there was anything. What do I want to see more of? Um, more willingness to um sometimes being values aligned means that you have to go back and do something different and it's going to cost money or it's going to cost time and maybe you feel like you have the time maybe you feel you feel like you have the money or maybe you don't right but I do think that we I want to see more community leaders putting their time and their money where their values are So both of those things, not one or the other, but both, right? If you value um, community and you want to reach large amounts of people, recognizing that all of those people don't have your same abilities, all of those people do not speak the same language, all of those people were probably not born in the same country, all of those people are not the same gender, all of those people do not necessarily, are not the same race, right? Um, and recognizing that the intersections of the community that you're, you need to reach out to should be represented in the leadership, should be represented in how you organize and build your community. Um, intersectional leadership, intersectional community building, um, and just dealing with some of the, the challenges of that and being willing to take the time and spend the money, <laughs> you know, to to really do it right right to do, to do it right and i think and it's not necessarily um something it's a progress it's a work in progress thing it's not something that you're going to get right mm-hmm. immediately there are there are things that we are still working on um as an organization making sure that more of our social media posts have captions on them if i were to call myself yeah. in or out right um i don't think that we have enough videos that are sufficiently captioned um, for everyone. And that's something that we're like, we need to, to be working on improving that. Right. Um, is it easy? Is it logistically, um, does it feel like, 
well, why do I have to do that? You know, how many people are, well, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that the, the need is out there, you know, the community is out there, but, um, the reason why you don't see a need for it is because you're not, you're not a part of that community or, you know, yep. tapped into it, if that makes sense. Um, and so I, I just think a lot of times people, we kind of, we all, sometimes we, we, we can fall victim to doing what's easy because we're tired or because we feel overwhelmed with all of the things that are on our plates. It's not necessarily something that's always purposeful or malicious or uh, a sign that our values are not in the right place, right? We might, we might, our mindset, we might be values aligned, but sometimes our actions are the result of, okay, well, I have 10 things to do today. Which ones do I do? (laughs) Right. I have 10 things to pay for today. Which ones do I pay for? Um, And just seeing more folks who are willing to, to step outside of their comfort zone when it comes to their time and their money to do the things that are more inclusive, that are more intersectional and are multilingual. I love all of that. And that actually uh, really weaves us right into talking a little bit more about um, translating the movement. Uh, So translating the movement, I know, I I imagine you've been working on that for probably a while, like a a few years. Um, And I got introduced to it last year because that's when I met you. Um, And so translate the movement, as you shared earlier, um, it's an ongoing, would you call it like a fundraiser? It is actually, Translate the Movement is an ongoing campaign. Campaign, there we go. Um, yeah, and so, and it is, it is, it's a sustaining, you know, people can donate on a monthly basis and be monthly givers, yeah. um, or they can give a one-time donation as well, but it actually allows a cyclical process for how those funds are circulated and go back out into the community. So when someone donates or becomes a monthly uh, giver for Translate the Movement, those funds go to a Black-led organization, which is JAMI, right? Those funds are paid towards linguists of color and Black linguists to provide services for free or low cost to a Black-led organization who may not be able to afford interpreting or translation work and that organization is an organization in order to be able to benefit from um being a part of translate the movement black-led organizations that receive interpreting and translation services at a discounted rate or for 100 percent free they have to be doing movement work right mm-hmm. so they're doing movement work they're doing um disability justice they're doing environmental justice racial justice they're um talking about issues of police brutality and mental health and they're doing the damn thing and they're stretched super thin and they may not have the resources for the interpreting and translation. So that goes directly to support that organization reaching out to people. The way I frame it for folks, um, one organization that is able to reach, you know, thousands of people through a webinar or through a pamphlet, a know your rights template, um, or, you know, or a know your rights uh, workshop, right? When you make that multilingual, now you've amplified their ability to not just reach 100 people or 500 people. Now they can reach double or triple that as they continue. And it's the gift that keeps on giving to, for the work in the community. Um, so it's one of those things that has a very huge cyclical ripple effect for the work that's being done. 
Um, and it helps uh, sustain our core team and allow us to continue to do the work. Yes. I honestly, I got, I, I am very moved and inspired by the work you do in general. And, you know, just hearing again what you're up to with Translate the Movement. I got, I got a little teary-eyed over here. <laughs> I'm not gonna front. I don't know if you can see it. If you can't, good. I'm blocking it with with my, with my great skills. Don't look closer at my eyes. Now I'm gonna cover them. <laughs> I, see, I see nothing. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but I love that. I love what you're up to and um, the work that you're doing. And uh, how can I, I'm not gonna put you on the spot to like drop the link by 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 memory right now if you don't remember the the link to it. Uh, but if you do. Uh, how can folks get a hold of you? And if you don't, then I'll just drop it in the description later. Um, but then also, <laughs> second to that, um, is uh, how, in what other ways can folks stay connected with you? Like, so I know they could contribute to translate the movement. Yeah. Um, and then I know you mentioned, you yeah. know, and I know because I know you, um, that you have like uh, some different <laughs> avenues for folks to be deeper in community with you. So if you'd like to share those, I'd love to hear them for, for the folks tuned in. Yeah, so every really depends on what folks are interested in. If folks are interested in in on the side of language learning, we have our online community where we um, support folks with language learning and folks are interested in interpreting and translation. Um, we have that. Folks, I would say the easiest place to find us and stay connected with us, if you just want to be in community online digitally, is via Instagram. That's one of our more um, interactive um, communities. So I would say Instagram, and that'll link you to our Facebook and to all the things. So Jami underscore linguists with an S um, on Instagram. And if you want to contribute to the Translate the Movement campaign, which is an ongoing campaign, it is givebutter.com backslash translate the movement. And uh, we have a goal. We would like to get to having $5,005 a month monthly donors. So share it. Sharing is caring. Yes. We don't, we're not asking for folks to donate a lot, but to, to be a part in, of, of the movement and to, be, to stay in community with us. So $5 a month. 5,000 folks, that's what we're trying to get to. I am so here for that. Um, thank you so much for sharing uh, where they can stay connected with you as well as the link. So that was givebutter.com backslash is that what you said is it four slash i never know the right word for that thing i just i'm like four the little slash. slash i believe it's backslash uh, but i believe that your listeners are savvy people that they're gonna figure it out, <laughs> figure it out right? yeah y'all figure it out i i i'm uh, at a loss i'm a tech nerd and i don't even know the right the right it's word backslash. for it <laughs> i just do the things i just show up and press the buttons that's that's what i do <laughs> but backslash translate the movement that's where we're at um and yeah so with that we're going to complete this episode the wonderful first episode of this podcast i hope you stay in tune for the future sessions as well as i really do invite you all and encourage y'all to get connected with jamila um follow what she's up to over on instagram definitely tap into translate the movement over on givebutter.com whatever that word is, translate the movement, you know, the little slash thing. I'm not even going to 
not even go there <laughs> but um but that that that's basically um that's basically the episode for y'all and i just want to again thank you so much jamila for tuning in or sorry for for joining me you're not tuned in for joining me well i, I mean you are tuned in, tuned in. i don't tuned even in. know it's, it's been here. a long you know life <laughs> i'm over here with my brain not even functioning now but um, <laughs> thank you so much for being here with me and for um being the first uh interview episode on this new podcast that i'm launching and also again for like the work you're doing like i really you if someone were to ask me who my favorite community leaders or builders are you're definitely one of them um which is for sure why i wanted to to have you as the first interview as well as the first episode so thank you so much thank you so much vita and you know how i feel about tech so for sure all of this stuff like is not possible without managing tech so the work that you're doing is is equally powerful because that fusion a lot of the things that i do linguistically is possible because of technology and like the vibes and the energy that you create with um you know your live kind of digital streaming and the music and the energy um it makes people feel more connected right it makes Mm -hmm. people feel more connected even when we can't and probably shouldn't be touching each other (laughs) (laughs) just feel like you know we're we're there so i appreciate you as well thank you for sure thank you so much i appreciate that very much and uh i look forward to you know digging deeper in community with you in the the coming months and such jamila and uh folks that are tuned in uh definitely feel free to subscribe if you so desire and feel free again to reach out to jamila on instagram as well as givebutter.com backslash or whatever translate the movement (laughs) um and again those links are also going to be in the description and yeah i uh i'll talk to all of y'all soon Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Podcast About People. I'm your host, Vida Miramontes Locke, and it was a pleasure to be here with y'all today. Thank you for tuning into this conversation. Chat more soon. Much love. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Kill C. Ray, host of Chris Sees the Internet. Catch my show along with Beat Block TV, hosted by Gene Flo, The Parker Edison Project, hosted by Parker Edison, and The Heartful Truth, hosted by Seven Octobers and Melly Moreno. Turn on the alerts and subscribe so you know when every new episode drops. Audio wherever podcasts are found and videos right here on Platform Collection YouTube.